When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome to the Dale Lally Show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Dale Lally, here to talk a little Steelers football on this uh, fine Saturday morning. And, uh, of course, a very eventful week for the Steelers. A uh, couple of signings for them this week. First of all, they uh, go out, they they add Larry Ogunjobi, uh, the defensive lineman uh, who played last season for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, and then later in the week, uh, signing Kenny Pickett, getting their entire draft class under contract here, uh, about uh, five weeks out from the start of training camp. No real surprise there. That was going to happen. Uh, that's just the way things go now in the NFL that deal was going to get done. Uh, but I did want to talk about the Ogunjobi signing and what that means for the Steelers. Um, seen some things out there, uh, people thinking that, uh, you know, maybe they're going to bring Larry Ogunjobi in and use him as a rotational player. I don't think that's the case, folks. Larry Ogunjobi is going to be the starter opposite Cam Hayward. Um, that's why they signed him. You don't sign a player to a contract that it's not fully worth $8 million for this year. Uh, but he has incentives written into that deal that he can make as much as $8 million. If that happens, he'll be, he'll have made more money than both Chris Wormley and Tyson Alualu put together. That kind of tells you the uh, exactly where the Steelers are with Larry Ogunjobi, how they feel about him as a player. And I would add that earlier in the preseason or early in the, in the off season, the first week of free agency, the Chicago bears offered Larry Ogunjobi, and he accepted, by the way, a three-year, $40.5 million contract. That's $13.5 million a year. That's roughly the kind of money Stefan Tua was making. Now, I'm not saying Larry Ogunjobi is as good as Stefan Tua was in his prime, but he's not that far off. He's in that conversation. I mean, I think he's, I think he's a top 25 to 30-ish defensive tackle in the league especially if, if he's used the way that the Steelers want to use their defensive tackles. So I, I think you got a, a young guy who certainly can add something to this Steelers defense and make them a much more formidable uh, defensive front. And the interesting thing about this is if you look at Ogunjobi's career, he has traditionally been the run stuffer next to somebody who's been more of the pass rusher. Now last year in Cincinnati, he was allowed to rush the passer a little bit more. They wanted to stop the run on their way to the quarterback. They weren't so much concerned about 
run stuffing and things of that nature because they knew they were going to score points. And so Ogan Joby posted a career high seven sacks. Um, in previous years, he's been more of the run stuffer and he did have 12 tackles for a loss last year. That's the way the Steelers want to play run defense. They want to penetrate, shoot gaps, get defensive players in the backfield, make the running back stop his feet. And then when they do that, guys flow to the football. Unfortunately for them last year, they would do that. And, and because of the people who were out there playing a lot, um, the guys flowing to the football always did, didn't always get there. So, you know, I think you're going to see the Steelers get back to that, um, you know, a front seven of, and this is in the base defense, of course, but TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith at outside linebacker, and then Ogan Joby, Tyson Alulu, and Cam Hayward on the inside looks pretty darn good. Looks like a unit that's, it's, it's a top 10 defensive front in the NFL, if not a top five or six uh, defensive unit uh, front set front five in the NFL. So, you know, I think that they seriously upgraded their defensive line with this move. And the interesting thing about Ogan Joby is I went back and looked back at his college stuff. He played nose tackle at Charlotte. Now that was at Charlotte. He was, would he have done that at say Alabama or LSU or somewhere like that? Probably not, but he's done it in his career. And he's built very much like Tyson Alualu, 6'3", 305, 310 pounds, thicker, as opposed to a Cam Hayward who's 6'5", and 300. You know, he's, he's a little more lean, uh, Hayward or Tuit. So this is a guy that, that can play a little lower to the ground. And I think, you know, if something were to happen, let's say something happened to Tyson Alualu again this year. Well, now all of a sudden, I think you could play a Larry Joby at nose tackle. Remember, last year, with Tyson Alualu out and the Steelers were looking, searching for anybody to play that nose tackle position. There were times when they were putting Cam Hayward at nose tackle. So you're taking your best defensive lineman and saying, okay, we can't stop the run. So we need you to play nose tackle. And that's not ideal. That's not what you want to do with Cam Hayward. Now he did it because that was what was best for the team at that point, but that's not the best use of Cam Hayward. You want him getting upfield. You want him demanding those double teams on the outside to free up your outside linebackers and things of that nature. So Ogunjobi gives them more options. And now all of a sudden, you, okay, now tight, you know uh, Chris Wormley can just go back to being a 20-snap-per-game guy, rotating in there at times. So this, I mean, this makes them a better defense. And I, I think this is a move that a lot of Steeler fans are going to like. I think this is a move that's going to make them a better football team. I think this is a move that's going to make them a much better defense overall. And, hey, that's what Steeler fans love. Steeler fans love their defense. They want to see, you know, uh, they would be more than happy to see the Steelers win 24-14, see the Steelers win 17-10. That's the way they want to see them play. And that's the other thing about stopping the run in 2022 for the Steelers. As good as Ben Roethlisberger was last year in the fourth quarters of games, he was magnificent. He was had one of the highest passer ratings in the league in the fourth quarter of games last year. He had seven fourth quarter comebacks last year. It's tremendous. Again, you can't, you can't offset that. You can't, you can't make up for that. But the bottom line is the Steelers averaged under seven points a game in the first half of their games last year. 
So opponents were able to continue to run the football against the Steelers because they didn't want to get into third and eights. But if they ran the ball three times in a row and punted, that was fine because they knew the Steelers weren't, weren't going to run away from them offensively, particularly not in the first half. They knew the offense just wasn't potent enough to do that. And so they continued to run the football. Well, I don't know if they're going to have that option this year. Because if you look at Mitch Trubisky's career passer ratings, some of his best passer rating, you know, his best work has been in the first half of football games. The Steelers are going to be more potent offensively this year. They're going to run the ball better, more effectively. They're going to get more rushing yards out of the quarterback position, which is something they didn't have last year. They're going to convert more first downs by running the football like that. It's third and four, and the quarterback picks up five yards. That will help the defense as well. And I really think that the Steelers, because of that, are primed for a big rebound defensively this year. And adding Larry Ogunjobi to that mix just makes that that much more of a probability. I think, you know, if you look at their starting 11 or 12 players, depending on whether you want to look at the nickel or dime defense or or the base, um, and really their their base should be the nickel defense. That's what they play the most of. that front four of Watt, Ogunjobi, Hayward, and Alex Highsmith looks pretty good. They should be able to get after the passer. And they're a good bet to lead the league in sacks for a sixth consecutive year. So I, I think that Steeler fans are going to like this Ogunjobi signing. Uh, I know the Steelers were excited to get him, and they do, in fact, expect him to be ready at the start of training camp with that in- foot issue that was bothering him. That's the reason why the Bears didn't complete the contract with Larry Ogunjobi. They agreed to it, but he had to pass the physical. Well, he couldn't pass the physical at that time. Now he is passing a physical with the Steelers. They, they gave him the okay. That's why that deal got done. I'm going to take a break. You're listening to the Dale Lally Show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'll be back with more right after these words from our sponsors. I'm Dale Lally here with, well, myself. That's it. It's it's my show. And so I get to uh, talk about whatever I want to talk about. And, well, what I want to talk about today is the top 100 players list that Pete Prisco did on CBSSports.com, the top 100 players in the NFL. And first of all, to re- when you realize the top 100 players in the NFL is about the top 6% of all players in the NFL. And so four Steelers made Pete Prisco's top 100 list on cbssports.com. And one player just missed the list. That one player was Najee Harris. Uh, He came in an honorable mention player, which isn't bad after a rookie season. Uh, You know, I think that works out pretty well. Uh, he could potentially you know, be a guy who would be on that list in 2023 if the Steelers, if he gets to where the Steelers believe he can get to. But the next player listed on that 
on that list. The first of the four players for the Steelers who are in the top 100 is Minka Fitzpatrick at number 97. You might say, well, that's too low for Minka Fitzpatrick. Well, there aren't many safeties rated ahead of him. It's tough to make this list as a safety. So, again, the fact that Minka Fitzpatrick is in the top 6% in the league says a lot about Minka Fitzpatrick's play overall. But the next player on this list is one who I think Steeler fans might look at and go, wow, I didn't think about it that way. Pete Prisco has Deontay Johnson ranked 70th on his list of top 100 players. 70th. Again, that puts Deontay Johnson probably, and I'm just throwing the math out there, in the top 5% of NFL players. So the people out there arguing that Deontay Johnson isn't worth this or isn't worth that. Again, this is a subjective list. One guy picked this list. But he had Deontay Johnson ranked ahead of DeAndre Hopkins, ranked ahead of Mike Evans, ranked ahead of, I'm just scrolling down here uh, for some of the other wide receivers, uh, ahead of, well, let's see here, A.J. Brown. And I get that. I love A.J. Brown, but A.J. Brown misses games every year, multiple games every year. He's always banged up. And then finally had him ahead of D.J. Moore. If you look at the season that Deontay Johnson had last year, 107 catches, eight touchdowns. The 107 catches, I mean, there have only been four wide receivers in Steelers history who've had 100 catch seasons, and Deontay Johnson's one of them. You're looking at Heinz Ward, Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Deontay Johnson. For some reason, those other three guys all get talked about. What a great players they were. Heinz Ward's beloved, and for good reason. He won Super Bowls and all did all that stuff. Antonio Brown was the best receiver in football when he was with the Steelers. People love Juju Smith-Schuster. Well, look at him. He's tough. He does this. He does that. Deontay Johnson, 107 catches and eight touchdowns last year. And Ben Roethlisberger wasn't the Ben Roethlisberger of old. He just wasn't. So, I mean, I think people are underselling the kind of season that Deontay Johnson had in 2021. Then you have to scroll all the way up to get to the next Steeler, all the way up to Cam Hayward at 27. 27 for Cam Hayward. And you might say, look at that and say, wow, that's, that's too low for Cam Hayward. He should be higher than that. Or you might say that's too high. That makes Cam Hayward the ninth best defensive player on this list or ninth best defensive player in football, according to this list by Pete Prisco. That's some heady company. And the only defensive tackle rated ahead of him is Aaron Donald. Can't argue with that at all. That's the kind of player that Cam Hayward has been over the last four or five years. Can't argue with that at all. And then, of course, the Steelers' number one ranked player on this list is T.J. Watt at number seven. And we might say, well, number seven, that's too low for T.J. Watt. Well, the only defensive player ranked ahead of him is Aaron Donald. The list at the top ten is Aaron Donald at one, Aaron Rodgers at two, Patrick Mahomes at three, Josh Allen at four, Cooper Cup at five. You might say, well, that's too high for Cooper Cup. We had 145 catches for 1,947 yards last year. 
That's a really good season. Might be the best wide receiver season in NFL history. Then you have Tom Brady at number six and Trent James Watt, or Trent Jordan Watt, I should say, um, at number seven. Miles Garrett comes in at nine, Trent Williams at eight, and Jalen Ramsey at 10. So it's Watt, Williams, Garrett, Ramsey. That's the kind of company TJ Watt's keeping right now. Ranked right behind Tom Brady in the top 100 list in the NFL. And that's where he belongs. But again, Cam Hayward wasn't far off of that. Not far off of that at all. So you see the kind of talent. I mean, you get four players in the top 100. There are 32 teams in the NFL. That's why when people look at the Steelers team and say, wow, they, they can't do this, they can't do that. They've got some star players here that will guarantee that they're not going to go 4-13 or 5-12, and 12, like some people are predicting. They're not going to be an awful football team. They're not going to fall off the face of the earth. They've still got a good coaching staff. They've still got good pieces in place. They've still got their history and the culture that's built in that locker room. And that's why this team is, is never, it's just not going to fall off the cliff like that because of guys like TJ Watt, because of guys like Cam Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick, Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris, who just missed this list. And they could have some other guys who jump up on this list next year. Would it surprise you if Pat Fryermuth is on this list next year? Wouldn't surprise me. Would it surprise you if, if a player site like, oh, I don't know, uh, James Daniels suddenly you know had a Pro Bowl-type season? He's 24 years old. He's reaching that point where he's getting to the, the prime of his career. I could see that happening. Chase Claypool has a big season. Could happen. So there's some guys there that, that you look at and say they could, they could jump onto this list next year as well. That's why you look at the Steelers team and say, it's just not going to bottom out like some people were predicting. It just won't. But that's going to do it for today's Dale Lally show. Of course, you can listen to all of our shows here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. Uh, we got all your all your major sports in Pittsburgh covered, along with Pitt, Penn State, uh, which you can listen to our podcast on the Pirates, the Steelers, the, <clears throat> the Penguins. We bring it all to you. We bring it all to you on a regular basis. Check out DK's Daily Takes on this podcast network as well. Uh, but I appreciate you listening to this to this edition of the Dale Lally Show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'll be back to see you again next week. Talk to you then.